Welcome, everyone, to the second part of our Texas Chainsaw Massacre special here on Here's Johnny. I am one of your hosts, Larry. And I am your other host, Justin. So we did the original. Yep. Now we're doing the remake. Yes. Um, how long has it been since you've seen this? Um, probably, so this came in, what, 2003, so. Yeah. <laughs> probably, like, 10 years. I think it was for me, too. Yeah. Like, like there's I a forgot. lot of stuff about this I forgot. Yeah, a lot of stuff I forgot. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, but that's coming up. We are reviewing that film. Uh, first, we're going to kind of get caught up first, and wow, it's been a long week. I had a lot of schoolwork. I took three exams yesterday. My mind's mm-hmm. kind of mush, and it's like the calm before the storm of next week, but uh, I'll, I'll be good. Justin, what's new with you? Uh, what is new with me? Okay, so uh, I've been playing the crap out of Earthbound because it came to the Nintendo Switch online thing. I uh, beat it today. Love that game. We'll probably play it again in like another six months. Fantastic. <laughs> um, man, I oh I played um some Dead by Daylight. With who? When did you play? Uh, just like the other day. Interesting. I also play some Dead by Daylight. Oh, interesting. See, we should we should play together. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm saying. It's it's very intriguing to me. Yeah. Um. It, it was. I. It's still Dead by Daylight. I mean, it hasn't really changed much, but uh, no, it hasn't. You know, whatever. I I I do want to try it when uh, Samara comes to it. Yep. I didn't realize that they were going like uh, Ringu and not Ring. I think that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. No, I I agree. I. I thought it was a lot more interesting that they went that mm-hmm. way and i've seen some of the like videos going around about how creepy she is and it looks like yeah. it's gonna legitimately make that game scary again mm-hmm. um other than that what have i been playing i've been playing uh dying light not honestly not too much i've been really busy with work and just like writing stuff and uh and honestly, other than that, I just watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre and got caught up on the Mandal. I mean, the book of Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, I really haven't been up to much this week. What about you? So TV wise, yep. still watching Dragon Ball Z. Yep, I'm on episode 152. I met Cell. Uh, spoilers for a very old show. He just killed Piccolo, and I'm very fucking mad about it. I'm tired of my dude dying. I'm trying to see. He what... got his. He, uh, so it was when he was Piccolo was defending the androids because Cell was coming to suck him up. Yes. And he got his ass kicked, and then Piccolo and then Cell like blew his like chest apart, but there was like no hole or anything, and he tossed him into the ocean. And Gohan's like, "Fuck you, Dad! Like we're just sitting here waiting. We could go help him." And Goku like punches him and throws him to the side. It's like you're gonna sit there and you're gonna wait for Vegeta and Trunks to get out of there. We're gonna go in. It's a lot. Cell, I, cell, the Cell Saga is like, it's a lot. It, it's really good. I think after that is where I kind of slowly started to fall off. I think I watched It's interesting because like, a lot of people have said that. It's. I think it is like peak that show. And then after what they do with it after kind of isn't <laughs> that great. But uh, okay. I hung around for like the next saga, but then I didn't even watch. I am interested to see what's coming. Yeah, I will tell you that. Well, that's, that's, um, that's why I'm not saying the name of the saga, because I feel like okay. I'll give it away, but yeah. Uh, watch Super Bowl. Right on. I, for TV. I, yeah, I actually also watched half of it as well, and that halftime yeah. show was amazing. It was very good. It yeah. was very good. Uh, movies, I watched the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, right on. And uh, It was just a whim, and like I saw it on Netflix, and it's like one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's a little bit scary at times. The music is great. Gene Wilder is awesome. It's just... It's a very like nice movie. Uh, I then watched Pokemon U2 Strikes Back Evolution, which is like a digitally animated retelling of Mewtwo Strikes Back, the first Pokemon movie. It's a hard pass. Just watch the original Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, I figured. Um, I had seen parts of it, I think, but I, I. It's just not. It's. Yeah, it, with have the original the exists, there's no reason for it. They do do a little bit more background into like Mewtwo. Yeah. But just watch the original. Just watch the original. That's coming from somebody who stands Mr. Mewtwo. Let's just watch the original. Uh, I watched Pig. Oh, finally. How was it? Uh, that episode will be coming out soon uh, for Rachel on her on our Nick Cage show. Um, spoilers. 
we both really capitalized and underlined liked it. Mm, but not love. Interesting. I, <laughs> I think you should watch it. <laughs> okay. Also, it's less uh, than for, it's just, less than ninety minutes. Just so the listeners know, Larry is in a rainstorm, and yes, it'll. Oh, so you can't hear it. Yeah, it, it is really it. pouring down rain, and like my office has two glass windows, and I can't do anything about it. So, it, I I apologize. I'm speaking as close to like as I possibly can, and oh, Justin no, don't, will do his best don't, in don't editing. Apologize. But don't apologize. Weather happens. Yeah, I I cannot control that. Uh, I watched Sandlot. Oh man, that's a movie I haven't seen in. A dog's age. Yeah, I dog's was. Age? We were cleaning dog's up around the house. And I was just going to throw something on TV. And there's not a lot of sports on, and Major League Baseball right now is like in a work stoppage, and they had Sandlot on TV. And I stopped what I was doing and watched it. That movie is, oh, it's still good. Obviously, TCMO three, and then I watched the Dragon Ball Z Super Android thirteen movie. I don't know what that is because I've never heard of it, and I don't know it was who dumb. Android thirteen is. It was dumb. It, it it's non-canon. But I'm watching the full chronological order, even if it's not canon, just so I can say I watched all of the Dragon Ball content and get it all So out. I actually, I, I saw something interesting in one of our Discord conversations. I don't remember where. How does it feel watching it back to back to back? Because when I watched it, it was like every If I watched it episodically like yeah. you guys did back in the day, I think I would have fallen off. Yeah, it was. And I think that's why I fell off after the Cell Games, because I was like, oh, this is... Because for me, wait. the way I'm watching it, right, like I can skip the first three minutes because it's intro and recap. Yeah. I can skip the last two minutes because it's credits. So that 24 minute episode becomes like 18, and I'm just sitting there and like I'm just plowing through it. It's it's just so nice. And if I didn't have that, it would be terrible. Uh, so for video games, uh, obviously I beat Legend Arceus. Um, I'm cleaning up the Pokedex. I only have, I think, like less than 20 mons to catch and finish the decks on. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, late night, dead by daylight. Last Friday night, I couldn't sleep, so I came and took an exam for my classes. Like at 10.30 at night, I came in and just took one of my exams. And then afterwards, I hopped on, and Ginger was streaming, and uh, he was in a party chat with Shannon and Joe. And Joe likes to talk a lot of game, and he was talking about how I don't play with him anymore. And I said, "Load up, Deebs, do let's go." And then we ended up playing Dead by Daylight, like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh my god, that's so late. <laughs> well, you were up late too. I just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't. I can probably talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I recorded uh, Stream Queens with Rachel and Randy, actually. Um, I heard there was some faz element to it. There was, and we recorded for five and a half hours. <laughs> uh, we started at 9.30 and went until 2.30 in the morning. And then kind of the last thing for games for me, Destiny 2. I have been doing Iron Banner, which I absolutely hate, but there's like bounties that you can save up for the next season, which starts on Tuesday. I took next Wednesday as a vacation day, so I'm basically going to go to work on Tuesday, get all my stuff done, come home. My system will be updated. Um, hopefully, I can actually log in because that's always a big thing too, right? And then the grind for March 5th begins. Damn. Yeah. Books, I'm still on two towers. I'm about halfway done, so I'm almost to the Frodo of it all. Uh, I finished We Sold Our Souls by Grady Hendrix. Um, I really dug it. It was a, like I, I like all his books. He's definitely probably my favorite modern author, and it's so funny because I found him. I mean, you know, me and Devin went to Barnes and Noble during the pandemic because things opened up and we wanted new books. And I saw Southern Book Club's Guy for Slaying Vampires, and I was like, "I'll read that." And then we reviewed read it. That. <laughs> yeah, and then we reviewed it because yeah. you're awesome. Uh, and then I started a biography actually on Black Sabbath. Oh, interesting. What made you decide to go that right? Uh, so Stevens. Uh, and his fiance were like getting rid of books and I was like may I go through them before you give them away and that was one of the books and Devin's like you're never going to read it and so after I finished We Sold Our Souls it went right to the top of the list and I'm about like a fourth of the way through it interesting how is it so far I like it I yeah. like it I, I don't know any about any about the history of them and stuff and I love Ozzy so and then otherwise taking a lot of exams the semester the first half of the semester ends next week um 
And that's it, man. That's it. Yeah. Oh man, I can hear the thunder from here. Yeah, I it was your stomach. I can't. So la- it's kind of a funny story. But you can keep this in or edit out. I don't care. So last night, I record with Rachel. Yeah. And as you now know, uh, Rachel recordings can be as long as as your imagination will allow them to be. Uh, so we recorded until like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um. So I didn't go to the gym. Wouldn't lay down in bed. Um. Was just going to throw on the audiobook for like a fifteen minute sleep timer and just rack out. Right. I swear to God, I thought a tornado was coming. It was so windy last night. Like, I truly, truly in my heart thought a tornado was about to come. And then I woke up around, like, 3 in the morning because I thought I heard a train. And there's no trains near us, and obviously that's a, a sign of a tornado. I almost woke Devin up. Like, last night was terrifying. Really? See, that's so interesting to me because, like, where I am, we get, like, wind warnings all the time. But, like, we've never... Actually, that's a lie. We've had a tornado touchdown. I think the closest is like two hours away. Yeah. Knock on wood, I've never been in that situation, and I hope I never am because that. That's like, you remember the movie Twister? Yeah. Yeah. That scares the shit. The people who chase those are insane people. Oh, I agree. I couldn't do it. They're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Insane people. Absolutely. All right, guys, so we're about to review the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Um, After that, stick around because we have the closing and a new campfire question. So, Justin, play some music. You know, Justin, sometimes, even though we've been recording for going on four years now, you surprise me. I wasn't not going to. <laughs> and that was just absolutely perfect. I am very grateful that you chose to play that. Oh, as soon as I heard it in the movie, I was like, well, now I have an excuse to put like, I was prepared for the <laughs> intro again. Um, but no, oh. that was perfect. Yeah. So we're reviewing TCM03, but before that... Um, over in the Zombie Girls Discord, Coffee Mug 13 shared a graphic that she got from Bloody Disgusting, and it is the four timelines of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I wanted to share that since we're not doing all the movies for reasons. Uh, I wanted to kind of hop into them. Yeah, absolutely. We have the original timeline. That's the OG, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which came out in 86. Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, which came out in 1990. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, which came out in 95. Wasn't one of those rated like PG? Wasn't Next Generation rated PG or something like that? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. Then we have the remake timeline with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, which is the prequel to the film we're about to review. came out in 06. And then we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 03, which we're about to talk about. We have the reboot timeline. Starts with Leatherface in 2017, which directly goes into the OG, which then goes into Texas Chainsaw 3D, which is the go get him cuz of it all. Just so bad. And now we are entering the legacy timeline, which is is the OG, and then the movie that releases on Netflix tomorrow as we record. Which I will be watching tomorrow. I think Devin and I will be doing the same. I hope. I know she's been busy with work, but I hope we can do that. But let's talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Yeah. It's a 2003 American slasher film from director Marcus Nispel. Nispel also directed the Friday the 13th remake for Platinum Dooms, which one day we will get to. We will get to it one day. Nispel said that he was initially against the idea of remaking a film, calling it blasphemy to his longtime director of photography, Daniel Pearl. Daniel Pearl had also shot the original film. Pearl, however, encouraged Nispel to join the project as he wanted to bookend his career with the Chainsaw films. It is the first film produced by Platinum Dunes, a.k.a. Michael Bay's horror remake Factory, which would go on to remake a bunch of different horror classics. Some of those include 
the sexy Amityville horror with Ryan Reynolds, the prequel to this film, The Hitcher, The Unborn, Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Purge, oddly enough we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there, Ouija, Origin of Evil, and A Quiet Place. Interesting, yeah, I didn't know that they helped with A Quiet, that's so weird. I did I mean, not I know still either. I still haven't seen A Quiet Place, so, you know, I know the ending, so... Yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not. That that is a discussion for another time. Okay. The film stars Jessica Biel, R. Lee Ermery, and Andrew Brunetsky. Uh I have had the biggest crush on Jessica Biel. I think it's it has to be because of this movie because I didn't watch Seventh Heaven, which is like kind of where she got started. But this came out in 03, so I was like in seventh or eighth grade when I snuck into the movie theater to see it, and I could I could see why I would fall in love with her at that point in my life. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, she was also in Blade Trinity, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Arlie Ermy, who I forgot was in this film, is an iconic actor, and many of you probably know him as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. You, John Wayne, is this me? Who said that? Who the fuck said that? Who's the slimy little communist shit twinkle toed cocksucker down here who just signed his own death warrant? Nobody, huh? The very fucking godmother said, I'm fucking standing. I will PT you all until you fucking die. I'll PT you until your assholes are sucking buttermilk. Was it you, you scroungy little fuck, huh? Sir, no, sir. You little piece of shit, you look like a fucking worm. I bet it was you. Sir, no, sir. Sir, I said it, sir. Well, no shit. What have we got here? A fucking comedian, private joker. I admire your honesty. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and fuck my sister. <laughs> I may have added a couple extra seconds on what it's you perfect. wanted. Yeah. You did a great job. So yeah, that is definitely where most film goers know him from. Yeah, Totally forgot he was in this movie, and I'm really excited to talk about his role in it. Uh, and then... Andrew Brinsky is Leatherface, and he would reprise his role of Leatherface one more time in the prequel. As I said earlier, it is the remake of the original film, and it is the fifth total film in the franchise. It is written by Scott Kozer. Kozer also wrote Sexy Amityville Horror Remake. Hmm. I, man, I'm trying to remember Sexy. I don't know why everybody calls it the Sexy Amity. Because Ryan Reynolds is walking around with like pajama pants on that are like riding right above his like crotch line and he has like super nine pack abs like it's looking like a treat oh man i, I it's been a very long time since I've seen that movie yeah he's walking he's like he's very scruffy uh it it's probably ryan reynolds most sexy performance interesting okay okay oh yeah it it, it is it is very interesting because normally obviously women are the object of the gaze ryan reynolds is like constantly soaked <laughs> running around shirtless and stuff it, it it's interesting we'll, we'll get to that one day too so toby hooper and writer kim heinkel served as co-producers daniel pearl which i mentioned came back as cinematographer and john laroquette reprised his voice narration for the opening titles shot on a budget of 9.5 million dollars it would gross over 107.4 million dollars an original idea for what platinum dunes wanted to do with this film was tell a story in flashback mode with actress Marilyn Burns, who played Sally Hardesty, um, recounting the events of that film to someone in modern times. Yeah. Um, another actor, Brett Wagner, was cast for the role before Berinsky, but on the very first day, uh, Wagner was hospitalized and fired for lying about his physical abilities. Without an actor for the film's main antagonist, filmmakers called and asked if Brinsky was still one of the role. He accepted. To prepare for the role, Brinsky ate a diet of brisket and white bread to gain weight to reach nearly 300 pounds. The film was actually shot in Texas, and that was Michael Bay's personal demand. Apparently, Nispel wanted to do it in California, and Bay's like, we're doing this in Texas. Interesting. Okay. Cinematographer Pearl explained from an onset interview, people asked me, is it going to be as gritty and grainy as the last one I did? He said, no, I already did that. There's no point in making the exact same film with the exact same look. 
I think it's very interesting because we gave cinematography, both of us, last week, 10s. So I think it's very cool we're going to be discussing... I mean, it's not going to be the same, right? Like, it's, Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the same cinematographer, but it's him like purposely not trying to make the same looking movie which i think is pretty cool yeah i don't think we've ever had that opportunity before um the weather during the film was very very hot and humid Berensky, who portrays leatherface in the film did all of his own stunts and he actually had to wear a fat suit which increased his weight from the 300 to 420 pounds the suit also heated up very quickly so the actor had to ensure he drank lots of fluids before shoot their face mask was also a problem. The mask was made out of a silicone-based rubber and was difficult for the actor to breathe through. The crew had many prop chainsaws for Brinsky to use, um, such as chainsaw to put out smoke, and they also had live chainsaws on set. Stephen Hand wrote a novelization that was published in 2004. Uh, Hand also wrote the novelization for Freddy vs. Jason. Huh, I would almost like... I'd be curious to see if they have like an audiobook of it because yeah, I... sometimes they're good. Like, so have you read the novelization of Return of Revenge of the Sith episode no. three? No. It's. I think you know that's my favorite movie. Yeah. It's better than the movie. The interactions between Anakin and Palpatine. Yeah. Are way more fleshed out, and it makes all the actions that Anakin does like even more understandable weird because i know like yeah it's 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 amazing and they're like it, yeah if, if you ever get a chance or if there's an audiobook version i don't even know if there is or not it's it's very good i'll, ch- I'll check it out for sure because like i know i mean <laughs> the resident evil novelizations are kind of just like weird walkthroughs but they are some... walkthroughs i didn't know it because like i didn't like obviously i hopped around with the games and i read the books and then it's like oh wait Oh, like you're yeah. you're telling me the game, which is interesting. So yeah, I think the only thing they really add is like the beforehand stuff with uh, Trent. I think is the guy who yeah. like always brings the maps and stuff. Yeah. The Calvin Cove stuff. Yeah. yeah. Again, I am. I do apologize for the rain, but I I am not Zeus. I cannot control it. But that's all I have, Justin. Uh, you are doing the sixty second summary. I have a stopwatch pulled up. When you are good, I'll give you a three, two, one, and we can roll. Yeah, uh, I already warned you this is going to be rough, so let's just rip this band-aid off and do it. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. So this is kind of the same movie as the one we watched last week. Uh, the bigger difference here is that they're going to a Leonard Skinner concert, uh, basically from Mexico because they bought like, a bunch of drugs. Uh, but while they're driving through Texas, they uh, come across a hitchhiker who's all like fucked up, and she eventually kills herself in their van talking about like a bad man and stuff so they go to a gas station or a eatery of some kind and then uh, oh my god i'm failing this pretty badly um uh they get the sheriff on the phone basically to come pick up the body but he won't and then eventually he will and then they go to his where they think he is but he's like not actually there he's like down the street drunk so they go there um and then some of them walk around the house and then like the same old like Leatherface coming out bashing him happens. Um, man, honestly, like for some reason, I'm having a really hard time remembering this movie, even though it's basically the same right. thing. Yeah, I know. Oh man. Yeah. If I had a soundboard, I would do the the sad noise. Well, I I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's I, been a week. It's okay. And I mean, I, we're gonna get to this, but. I know. I, yeah. I feel we are about to have some diverging uh, opinions here, which is always yes. more fun for me. Yeah. So let's talk about plot. You okay. already kind of hinted that this is very similar to the original film. Yes. I mean, it, it does things differently, obviously. Like, with there's like a baby, the Hitchhiker's babies involved. And there's like a bunch of other people in the house involved. Do you think this is a better or worse telling of the tale? Oh, much worse. Okay. I think it's much better. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so we can, we can go back and forth. Yeah. One of the things I like the most is that we get 
a more flushed out version of the Hewitt family. We learn about Leatherface. We learn about his brother. Um, we learn about the townsfolk, how they're all in it, about how they're doing this for so long. And we get it all through not so much direct dialogue, but by interactions. Like we realized that the hitchhiker at the beginning, either it was her child or like her brother or whatever, yeah, was kidnapped. And that other people in the town were involved in it. Um, and I like that. I like that the whole... And I remember watching this in theaters and not like being ready for that. Yeah. So a big thing for me is that I like how we get a fleshing out of the Hewitt family. But it's not like... It's not like what we know is to come. <laughs> Yeah, you know so, what I mean. Like it's not yeah. like some like go get him, cause kind of shit. If, if, if oh, you know no, what it's, I mean. Oh no, it's not that bad. That that is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, I I think some of the like fleshing out of the Hewitt is okay, but okay. I, I I really don't like the fact that they're like trying to humanize Leatherface. Um, by that obviously like they're taught they come across some other people who live on the property basically and they're like oh yeah everybody made fun of him when he was young and oh poor boy like they make you try to like sympathize with Leatherface which I, I think can be done but I, I just didn't like the way they went about it so I hear you're saying I didn't find it as like the writer or the director trying to get us to like the, as the audience it was more the justification for this family allowing him to do what he's doing. See, I think... <laughs> like, I, I, I never felt like they were trying to make me feel bad for Bubba. I feel... I, I But that, that's, that's just my takeaway from it. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing is, like, I, I, I think that they were. And for me, mm-hmm. that was like, that eh, didn't really work. I think I can see how that wouldn't work if, you, if they got that vibe. Because I hate... The anti-hero, like the forced yeah. anti-hero shit. Not everybody a- has to be Tony Soprano. Okay, calm it, down. Exactly. Some sometimes people are just fucking monsters. Yes, and, and that's okay. <laughs> and, and kind of to that point, I, I think the reason I liked the the kind of whole thing about the for the original is that it's this family, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else around. And I think that, like, the the, the seclusion of, like, okay, basically it's just your group of friends versus this family. Mm -hmm. I I like that dynamic more than, like, oh, it's actually kind of like the whole community has kind of come together in a little bit of a way to, like, help this Hewitt family do, like, really fucked up stuff. I like the idea that, like, no, it's really just this one family. They are fucked up. I'm sure yeah. if you went like 10 miles down the road, you'd find somebody that's perfectly fine. But mm-hmm. no, you, it, it's the whole, you found the wrong house. You found the wrong house. I, I don't like the whole, Oh, they're probably like in this 25 mile radius basically is like their people. That's fair. That's fair. I, can I, see I that. just, I like the idea of being able to, it was by accident, right? It's not like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the word. It's not like... Uh, Serendipitous? Yeah, you're not like led into a trap. It's just kind of like you happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I like about this telling of the story as opposed to the original is like obviously we just watched the original. Yeah. Um, And this follows a lot of the same plot beats. But it does settle things with the characters that are different that catch you off guard and i think it's really interesting because it's, it's definitely paying homage and it knows where it came from and knows the story it's trying to tell yeah but the very slight twists and turns like about who gets hooked on the meat hook right yeah like those kind of things i really like and i also like how much more of a role the cop brother plays um we, we talked about it last week is like that character it's a good job, but like, we'll get to this in audio. But what Arlie Ermery does? Oh, I I think he is fantastic, and I is think, menacing. Uh, we'll, oh yeah, and we'll definitely be getting into that like in audio because I think he does 
I think he is the strongest <laughs> insane like, performance word, yeah. here. Like it's wild. And then I guess the last kind of pro I would have. So again, we're, we're comparing it to the original. Like yeah, exactly. We're, that's what yeah. we're doing right now. So the other kind of pro that I do have uh, with this one, as opposed to the OG, is I feel like I care more about all of the characters. Um mainly the teens but also the family members i'm a little bit more invested in their stories along the way and it's because they got rid of that offensive character i mean that's like that's like the biggest thing yeah no i i do i do agree that uh not having franklin in here is a good is a good choice um especially because i i don't believe that even in 2003 they could have handled it properly no i don't Uh, think like you could no no um that being said i i do i agree i think overall i like the characters better like i i definitely was more attached to the characters in this mm-hmm. to a point like i i think while yes the whole group i was attached to i wasn't attached to them as much as i was sally in the original like i think they all did a great a good Interesting. job but not as much as i felt for sally when she was at the dinner table for example like and and that's kind of the other thing here is I, I, I don't think that I mean we'll kind of get to this in cinematography more but I, I feel that when characters are introduced in this one uh, it, it's not as like up in your face and just like punchy I guess I, I don't yeah. know I I mean we'll get well, again it's it, We'll get to it in cinematography for sure because. Okay, I'm I'm curious. Okay, yeah. uh, I mean, you, you kind of hit some negatives I had. Again, this isn't like the best story ever, but I do think it's better than the OG. So I gave it an eight. Uh, one more thing I wanted to add: the whole. Uh, so sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. The whole like uh, going back for the baby thing was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, fuck that kid. Yeah, uh, fuck <laughs> that kid. Just like fuck Jonesy in the original <laughs> Alien. Like, All get right, the well. fuck out. <laughs> sorry, Rachel. Um. I gave it a five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, not 50, Larry. Five. Cinematography. So it's very interesting because I'll be very brief. Um, I found it very intriguing. It's the exact same cinematographer. Yeah. I like the fact that this is still a very dirty movie, um, but it kind of lost that documentary style feel. It definitely feels like a 2003 slasher, but it still yeah. also has the vibe of what that original movie had. And finally, I love the fact that there is a lot of implicit gore that you don't see. Like, when he kills the girl in front of the van and it's feathers from her coat instead of blood going everywhere. Yeah, or, I mean, there is a lot of gore. But it's, it's similar to the last movie, right? Because, like, think, and then when he also, when he, cha- he chains a guy in the chandelier and, like, chainsaws him up, there's we barely see any gore. But when Jessica Biel stabs her friend to kill him out and put him out of his misery, like, she, she gets covered in gore splattered yeah well i i'm more thinking of i guess when he like cuts the guy's leg off or when the girl yeah. her brains out or even the like multiple there are moments and it's definitely yeah. a more modern feel because obviously modern, more modern movies are willing to do that i mean that's the time of hostile and shit but yeah. it's still i still just really like the fact that there are scenes where they could have gone over the top oh i'm surprised they that don't. they didn't and i think that uh tomorrow uh was the when we're recording this we're definitely going to see a step up in the gore. i think we're getting gore tomorrow i, I think we're going to get i think maybe it's not eli be, roth level but but close it's going to be evil with that dead. fire it's going to be like evil dead remake gore i think yeah and the last pro that i had Sorry. we kind of and we, and we were messaging each other about this uh this is a michael bay produced film michael bay has a certain way <laughs> he presents his female characters on the screen. Yep. Jessica Biel, uh, who is very hot. Like, I'm going to admit it. I had a crush on her. Still do. Uh, damn you, Justin Timberlake. Jessica Biel is wearing a white wife beater. And she is soaked for the last half of this movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I was shocked at how little it focused on her chest and how there was no friends level pokies going on yeah that's that's a good point (laughs) i was shocked because i was like it's it's bay it's an r-rated horror film it's the early 2000s like i was ready for that 
and there was none of it. Like, that is some self-constraint. I'm not sure if it was Nisbil. I'm not sure if it was Pearl the Cinematographer. I could only imagine if Bay got his way, he would have had every, all the women naked, you know, bent over a Camaro. But I was, I was just really impressed by the restraint. Because so many times, like, especially with Michael Bay joints, you get a lot of it. And I was just shocked. I mean, she's still walking, like, running around in a wet t-shirt, but, like, it's not what you think. And I was, maybe it's because my expectations for him are just so goddamn low. I was just surprised. No, I, I mean, I, th- I think you could, you bring up a good point because, I mean, I just Googled horror movies in 2003. And we're looking at Freddy versus Jason, which there's... there's oh, yes, there's a lot. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers 2, which I know there's some. I don't know, but Final Destination 2, but... There's a bunch in here that are just like, yeah, absolutely. You're right. It is the like, oh, we can get away with nudity now. Let's do it. And well, you're Cabin Fever come out. Oh, I just closed the tab. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, Cabin Fever was 2002. Yeah, and Cabin Fever is, is half a porno. <laughs> I love that movie, but that movie is like half porn. So, like... But yeah, like I said, I, I really have nothing negative to say. I think it was really interesting that it was... I know, I know you were going to, and this is kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm just going to get myself out of the way. I found it really interesting that this is Pearl wanting to remake a same movie that he shot, but in a different way. I love the how there is more gore, but we still have that restraint that we saw from back in the original. And I'm just grateful that Michael Bay, or whoever was behind the lens of Jessica Biel when she was running around, didn't turn it weird. So yeah, I... Very impressive. If, if Pearl was trying to bookend his career, I think he did a very good job on both ends. So that's my thought. You tell me your thoughts, Justin. I, I do agree for some of it. Okay. I, I do think that it is an impressive job, especially like bookending your career with uh, basically the exact same movie, but shot yeah. completely differently. Um, a few issues I had. Yeah, were, of course. Of course. Um, Leatherface. Leatherface's face. I don't think we need, like, yes, obviously, we get it through a conversation, what happened to him. I don't think we actually need to see it. I think it kind of takes, so it, again, adds to them trying to humanize him a little bit by seeing the face under the mask. I couldn't agree more. I actually put that as a con for how scary, though. Oh, it's there, too, but it's also here okay. for me. So No, I was saying, um, I, I do agree, but when I was, like, kind of putting yeah. my thoughts together, that's why I put that. Okay, continue. Well, I do agree. Um, it's a good point. It, it just it didn't need to happen. And then uh, when we get a face, a new face on him, it looks fucking bad. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. You when think he... so? Absolutely. Let me find a picture of it. Well, I remember, but like, the thing is, is like that dude had a small head. Leatherface is 420 pounds. That dude was super skinny. Like it should be kind of deformed, right? Yeah, but you don't need to show it. It just looks so bad. Like it looked... Here, here is. Oh, I remember. <laughs> it's just I. I don't think they needed to do it. I think again they were. I don't know if they were like, okay, we just showed his face. Now we need to kind of like. See, I thought it was just like twisted. I thought it was like I. Okay, but I can see your point. Uh, for, it does for, look. For me, it was like I, I was comparing this to, basically the three faces we got in the original, which to me, all looked, good and. Fit it are iconic. And, yeah, and our iconic, whereas this was just like, oh, okay. Because I, I, I will say I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the redesign of Leatherface. I could agree with that. Sure. Again, I, I have my Leatherface stuff in House Scary. That's pretty much where I talked about him last time. But okay. I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I, I mean, he is very, like, Slipknot-esque in this, which I, I He's like Slipknot. He's very but... Slipknot-esque. That's a, that is a... <laughs> wonderful way to describe it. I won't lie. I saw it and I was like, oh man, is is this where Corey Taylor got a inspiration? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Wow, uh, that is that is a great comparison. That is brilliant. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but other than that, I will say like the gore when it when we do get it, it looks good. We we do get chase sequences, which the the whole through the sheets thing doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. There was like ten sheets there, but it took like yeah. Two there's minutes a to dirty family, and then their their white sheets are so clean. Like that doesn't yeah. make sense. And, and I just I feel like some of the shots with uh, Jedediah, I don't think really needed to happen. I okay. that kind of goes with a little bit of plot, I guess. But I I, I don't know. I I feel like overall 
it was still dirty in a different way. Yeah. I don't think it worked as good because I did like the whole like gritty, disgusting documentary style, whereas this was clearly very clean and Yeah, like, this is yep. Very Michael Bay, really, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, it it was okay. I again not to say all that being said, it wasn't like horrible or anything. I'm just uh Yeah, we've seen horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I do agree with most of what you said that it is they do a good job it's just in a different way yeah uh i gave it a nine i think the og was almost perfection for that kind of film and i think this does a good job but it's just not there so i gave it a nine how about you i gave it a seven okay audio um including skinner is amazing you throw skinner at anything and it's just going to immediately give you some free points yeah like devil's rejects i keep like I contend that even though the movie really skis me out, and there's a lot about that movie that I just really hate because it's just not my cup of tea, that end scene to Freebird is like top three endings of films of all time. And I do not understand why Rob Zombie ruined it by making the sequel to that movie. Because he just supports the Freedom Convoy so much. Oh, does he? Oh, that yeah. Remember that I, I actually so I actually brought this up to Rachel the other day. Oh. Um, remember in, in our chat, I was like, "Oh man, the zombies su- are supporting the Freedom Convoy." It's because it's like literally Mister and Mrs. Zombie supported. Oh, yep. oh man, I, I'm 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 trying so hard to stay out of all the politics as I possibly can because it's just exhausting. But yes, Skinner, <laughs> you put Skinner in a movie, you're going to get free points from me every time. I agree i think there is a lot of negatives to be said about this soundtrack i think skinnerd is the high point yeah um the next big positive arlie hermy oh amazing uh, the best performance in the whole movie holy crap man yeah he he brings such an energy with him like obviously yes he always kind of plays that like that character but he does it yes. so good. So well. And he says some really disgusting fuck shit. Like when they're moving the body and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, it, it gotta... ju- yeah. It just fits like what we expect and where we're at. And they put, they, 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 they ask him a lot. They ask him to do a lot of like really heavy like acting through it. And he is. I mean, I'm not sure what you think, but what like how scary he is more terrifying than Leatherface to me. Oh, I agree, hands down, Absolutely. hands down, right? Yeah, hands um, down. easily. Yeah, there's obviously no points being taken off for Franklin because they just did not even include him. I am curious, what are your thoughts on Beale? I think it, it was very hard not to basically put her and Sally neck and neck basically i think you have to similar to rob zombies halloween and og comparing the lorries i think you have to then honestly she was okay but i don't think she was great i thought she was better than sally og sally i I love i love sally i think that jessica beale is a really good actress and i like how she was more competent about what was going on like like she was like I felt like she was more in control of what was happening around her. At least she was trying to have more control of it. Um, she was more. She was a, definitely like a smarter character. I feel like, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I I think I like her performance more. But that's teach yeah, their own. Yeah, teach right? their own. Yeah, mine's coming uh, back tomorrow. Yours isn't. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, it's very very true. Um, the rest of the the bus of kids, I think. I, I care about them more than the original group. Yeah, I, I, I think that they do a good job of being, like, these secondary characters, really. I mean, obviously, they are more... They are not... Like, I think in the first the first one, the original, they are background characters. That's all they are. They're bodies. Yes, and I think here that they are secondary characters, which is yeah. a step up, and I think that that's... And in a slasher, that's what you yeah. kind of expect. You have your final girl, and then you have the body is the final girl is going to see as she runs through the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, you're not wrong. I, yeah, I just I, want a little bit more of a story about them. So I care when I see them hanging out. Yeah. I, uh, I do think they do a good job. I don't think any of them like stand out between any of them. 
but I think just they the all fact that Franklin's job. not there. That's the only thing that really stands out yeah. is there's no one who is just offensive and awful. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the family. We already talked about Arlie Hermy. Yes. I like that there's a maternal like leader of the Hewitt clan. Oh, if you want a maternal leader of the Hewitt clan, you can just go watch uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen the two that followed Chop Top. Oh, three, three in Next Generation. I think yeah. one of them's about a prom, I think. I don't remember, honestly. Yeah, see, I, I don't think I've actually have seen those, but I, I like the fact that it's maternal. Maybe it's like the home, the X-Files episode home of it all that kind of rings true for me. But it's also just like, it makes sense. It would make sense that all of these like deranged men like answer to this like twisted mother figure. Like, it, like that makes sense. Oh, see, I, I personally liked the the, the, the women around to tell works. us how to like be normal, so we turned fucked up. Like, <laughs> I, I I liked the, I, I again I I like the family in the original better. I think it's just okay. they had more. I agree. I think. Um. Oh my God, I'm horrible. Yeah, Ermi was, I mean, fantastic. I think Amazing. he alone makes it. Yeah. Like, if he could have somehow been the dad in the original, I think that would have been amazing. Oh, my God. But could you imagine? Could you imagine how dark, how much more dark that film would have been? It would have been fucked up, like, really bad. But I, I don't I don't think the rest of the family have Could you imagine the broom? Sorry, we mentioned the broom beating scene if it was him instead. Oh, he'd just be, he'd be putting her down really bad, too. And Oh, my God. Dude, that's, yeah. that's, whew. I, I just I don't think the rest of the family in this have as much like staying power as the original in my mind, other than Ermi. I would agree. Like I said I, I do like like the mother being the leader of the Hewitt clan, but that's yeah. just personal preference. Anything else? Yes. Uh okay. I think the soundtrack otherwise other than the Leonard Skinner is completely forgettable. Uh, the score, you mean? Yes, the score. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I am actually in a lot of agreement with you. Like I, I, like I talked about last week when I was putting together what I tried to do, right? Yeah. It was very hard to find anything, but I didn't include this. Do you want to hear some of the fucking songs on the official soundtrack to this movie? Hell yeah. Uh, Immortality Insane by Pantera. Below the Bottom by Hatebreed. Deliver Me from Static X, 43 from Mushroom Head, Pig by Seether, uh, we have Suffocate by Mother Grader, um, Rational Gaze from Meshuga, Archetype from Fear Factory, Stay in the Shadow from Finger Eleven, Ruin from Lamb of God, As Real as It Gets from Sworn Enemy, and Five Months by Cortez. That is a banging a album. Banging album. And none of that's in this movie. No, I mean, and then, granted, it takes place back in the seventies, so you really can't have fucking mushroom head out there rocking out. But you're right; like we have the light bulb flash thing, but it's like the one thing that TCM is missing in comparison to the rest of like the gods of of like slashers. Yeah, like uh, again, like you mentioned, the light bulb thing. Yes, when I hear that, I will immediately think of this franchise or a chainsaw. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> But just like the the score's got nothing. It, it's I agree. Super forgettable. It's I think it is your like typical two thousands action movie. Yeah. Or horror movie. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. I gave it an eight. I gave it a seven. How scary. So we talked last week a lot in particularly about Bubba. Yes. So I think we should start there. Bubba is definitely our main antagonist. Bubba is definitely the the leader in body count. Yeah. For murders. Bubba is probably the least scary member of the Hewitt clan. I agree. I, I don't I just think his 
A, his look has changed a lot. He is very, like I had mentioned, Slipknot-esque, and it doesn't, it doesn't work. He's too heavy also. Like, I'm not saying he needs to be, like, Kane Hodder and, like, ripped to shreds, but, like, he's too big. Maybe it's the fat suit they put on him, too, like, to bring him up to almost 500 well, well, pounds looking, but that's just too much, man. Look at the original. He, he wasn't, he was a big guy in the original, too, and it yeah. worked. They yeah. made, it worked so well. And, and I, I think that the, the the fact that he doesn't get an entrance like the original is a sin. A... Yeah, I, I I agree with it. Um, I agree with that a lot. And like I said, I I think the old man Hewitt with like who doesn't have the legs, like how he like is like objectifying Beale's character as she's like running like in the house originally and stuff. Like and he's like groping her ass and stuff. Yeah, yeah gross and stuff. yeah. Like, that's terrifying. I find the mom terrifying. The two women in the trailer who drug Jessica Biel. Like, I find all of them more terrifying than Bubba. And I haven't even begun to talk about the reason why this How Scary score is still going to be not super high like the last one for me, but yeah. high. And it's because of Arlie Ermy. Oh, man. Er- Ermy is like the main reason to be scared in this movie. If he wasn't in this movie, the house scary score would be very low, like twos and threes level. But the fact that he is in it, he is in it so prevalently and he is terrifying because I totally am willing to believe that there is some kind of twisted sheriff in some backwoods County in the United States who would do this kind of shit. Yeah, full stop. And, and that's the scary thing is like he is, while Leatherface himself is like almost like an overcharacterization of the original Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Ermy is like super realistic in like a terrifying way. Terrifying, like absolutely terrifying. I I agree one hundred percent. I th- I think Leatherface is the least scary here. Yeah. Um. The family for me didn't was kind of eh, they didn't really do it for me at all, but uh, it's the me. fact that they were all. Like, I know you didn't like how like it was like, kind of spread out, so just being the house was like a little community. For me, that's terrifying. For me, that's just like like they're all in on it, and you're just fucked. There's just something about that that works for me. But I also hear your point. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm telling you right now, if not for Ermi, the score would be very low because Bubba is he's the motherfucker on the cover, right? He's yeah. What, what brings you there and it's not there no i i agree i i think personally uh ermy brings it all he really does i mean anytime he is on screen you have reason to fear for the characters a hundred percent anytime leatherface is on the screen you you don't don't. really get that yeah you don't and i think you're right i think it's from our first introduction to him instead of the sliding door it's like they're watching the tv or whatever and I, I just think about this scene with Ermy in the car with a kid with a gun and asking him to put the gun in his mouth. Think about how long and drawn out and just, I'm telling you, the reason why my score is as high as it is, it is fully attributed to that role. And I can, I understand it completely. Like, I, I don't think my scores is going to be anywhere close to yours, but that's yeah. because the rest of the family didn't work for me. But all my points, I'm telling you right now, all <laughs> of my points are for Ermy. Yeah. I gave it a seven. I give it a five. Cool. All right. Uh, we're, we're, we're off. We're, we're 20 points apart from each other, but that's okay. The, the OG is a lot more important to you than I think it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. It, it's weird watching this again because I definitely enjoyed it a lot more in 2003. <laughs> I think a lot of those 2003 films hit differently because we were sneaking into theaters and we were younger and we felt rebellious. I think there was a lot of that that plays into those viewings. I'm very curious when we get to the final, uh, Friday the 13th remake how we're going to feel about that. Because right now, like I've said it several times, as far as I'm concerned, it's my favorite Friday the 13th movie. Oh yeah, that was like 2009. Yeah. That's the last one we have when we go through the Friday franchise. So we're a ways hey, away, but I will say some of the uh I don't remember if the name they figured out the they finalized like the The court order stuff. The court order stuff, I believe, either for the name or the character. I don't remember which one. But we're we're still not getting a movie, but we are a step. We're closer. getting closer. Yeah. Uh you still cool with range, man. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. For plot, I gave it an 8, you gave it a 5. For cinematography, I gave it a 9, you gave it a 7. For audio, I gave it an 8, you gave it a 7. And for how scary, I gave it a 7, you gave it a 5. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 70. Um, for comparison, OG got an 83. The 70 kind of puts it dead, dead middle for us. It, fall, it is tied with Resident Evil 2 OG and Scary Story to Tell in the Dark, a movie that I know Justin wants to go back and re-review at some point. Oh, and just absolutely rip it to shreds and give it like ones? Yeah, because it's Right sucks. above it with 72s, <laughs> we have the Child's Play remake and OG Predator. And right below it, we have The Birds, Brightburn, and OG Child's Play. Oh, and also Night of the Creeps. Brightburn would is a movie I, I think I'm willing to like go back and rewatch too i don't remember much about that movie brightburn i saw that when i was out in utah brightburn is a movie that i i agree i would like to watch that again at home yes man maybe we, we've talked about retouching on things but we'll see we'll see if we ever actually because well, do i that. don't think they need like a full review like re-review kind of thing but it could be like a it could be almost like a if we're behind a week or something, we can go back and like reevaluate something. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that is our review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Um, we are going to play... Is it Joe again? Yep. All right. One last week of our friend Joseph DeGoulier and his uh, Kickstarter for the film Chicken Coop. If you are able to give any money over to him, it's really appreciated. Someone trying to live his dream. And uh, 13th Cross, we reviewed it on this podcast, and we actually had him on the talk about it. So... Uh, yeah, and actually, um, they are. Oh, that's Canadian. Let me see if I can. They're under two thousand dollars away from completing their goal. So that's really cool, and I'm, I'm yeah. really happy for them. So yeah, if you're able to, awesome. Um, but if not, stick around until after that, and we'll talk about what's coming next and head to the campfire. Hey, podcast listeners. My name is Joe, host of Ultima Final Fantasy, the Godzilla podcast, and Nude Clan, and I am here today to ask you for your money. <laughs> But no, actually, I'm trying to get an awesome little movie off the ground. It'll be my second feature film, and it is called Chicken Coop. It's a heartwarming family comedy slash drama that takes place on the days just before Christmas Eve. A well-off L.A. lawyer named Isaac and his vegan wife, Tanya, are heading to the countryside to help Isaac's estranged father, Abe, do some projects around the house as an opportunity to patch things up. But, uh, of course, uh, not everything goes super well. Uh, it goes south from there. But uh, that's all I'm going to tell you. There's, uh, there's more information on our Kickstarter starter campaign so please uh check out the link in the description of this podcast or if it's not there for some reason please go check out kickstarter.com search chicken coop and uh, learn more about the project watch our video see our amazing cast you can go check that out or my previous movie the 13th cross thank you guys all right joe thank you so much and again we hope you hit the the mark and hopefully this helped a little bit justin yes it is because of you we are doing TCM. We've talked about it for a while, but it yep. was you who got us here. How do you feel about tomorrow night? I am cautiously optimistic. Um, it, it is, I will say, a little disconcerting that there aren't critic reviews out yet. Netflix always keeps their shit close to the chest, though. Yeah, I just, I hope that... Because I don't think there's any critic reviews of, like gerald's game or um gerald's game or like hill, hill house or midnight mass i think all that stuff was kept real quiet until like release i'm hoping that they at least do it justice and they bring it back for a reason yeah because i i think i when we talk about this i didn't realize this was in the pipeline yeah it, well and it it looks it looks wild, and I'm, <laughs> again, I will, worry, I'm worried that they showed us the best parts. I am, the biggest reason why I'm feeling optimistic about it, Justin, and I'll tell you, is Fear Street. Fear Street, I, I walked into Fear Street yeah. um, expecting Goosebumps, which was good, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, that's a, Jack Black did a great job as Earl Stein. That, that is a good movie. Not yeah, anything to write home about, not anything that would win, like, zombie girl best kill awards or anything and then we got what we got with fear street if they can deliver just like to that level or below it that's all i want yeah i'm hoping for like a good movie i don't 
expect it'll be great or amazing. I think it'll be okay to good. Or um, I'm more interested. Uh, there was an update about the TCM video game. Oh, really? <laughs> and it is actually going to be three killers versus the players. And I'm assuming it is the Hewitt family. The OG Hewitt family. I like that. I think it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think and it'll be it gives, fun, yeah. And it gives a chance for a group of... So, like, Rachel, yourself, and I played Alien Fire Team Firestorm. I forget what that's Fire called. Fire Team Elite. Fire Team Elite. We could, the three of us, party up and just, like, have fun being killers all night together instead of, like, having to switch off with one person being the killer every night. It, it gives yeah. a chance to for every side of that game to party up. And I, I, I genuinely like that. I'm curious. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts? Are you watching Peacemaker tonight before bed? <laughs> Dude, I don't have to work tomorrow. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't spoil anything. Deb and I are going to watch it when she gets home from work tomorrow. Okay. I, I will not. I I will wait for you to tell me that you have okay. watched it before I say Okay, cool. But I, I am very excited. That show has been such a bright spot. Do we have a season two yet? Like, have they announced yes. that they're doing? So? Okay, yep. good. Whew, good. I was a little worried that we weren't going to get it. It has been officially announced. It has. Okay, man. That's all I got. Enjoy uh, Horizon Zero Dawn tomorrow. And uh, Zero Dawn was the first one. Forbidden West is the second one. But so is Horizon the name of the franchise? Yeah, Horizon. So Zero Dawn was the name of the game. Yes. Okay, so Forbidden West. Yes. You can tell. Oh, also. Uh, actually, yes, one last, last thing. Next Friday, uh, oh, yes. I'm going to be streaming Elden Ring probably from 6.30 in the morning until probably like dinner time. I took the day off work. <laughs> um, I made sure <laughs> Michelle had the day off work. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to play Elden Ring all day. So join me on that if you want. If not, I'm still going to be playing it anyway. So whatever. The but, amount uh, of different energy that I have in regards to that game on the horizon versus like you and Steven. Because Steven also <laughs> took off work. And Steven is a crazy grad student. And he has blocked the day off. And the amount of energy the two of you are bringing towards it versus me just dreading it. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm not dreading. Like I'm mournful of the end of the destiny to witch queen journey because i know as soon as i beat that raid i made a promise that i have to go get it and so here here's the thing with that uh, by then so that's at least let's say may 7th you started yeah okay so that'll be how many days sorry i'm looking at a calendar right now about two okay. weeks two solid weeks so that's about yeah a, a week and two days i guarantee by then uh, one of us will have it beat. I don't think it'll be me because I think I'll get bogged down with a bunch of other things. But we'll be there to help. And I mean, there's literally the game is leaked already, so people yeah. are like starting to get builds together. There's going to be. Builds and Stephen and... told me also, too. Much sure if you've heard this or not, that uh, they actually have checkpoints right outside boss rooms. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you. I was going to leave it as a surprise, but yeah, no. yeah, they that have, is a quality like of life a... improvement that is yeah. huge. For someone I like me, I, I agree. I, I think that they they actually well, you know, I gotta say this because we're gonna okay. literally review the game. But yes, uh, lots of quality life improvements. All right, guys, that that's all we have. A lot of good stuff coming your way. Make sure you watch the new TCM movie on Netflix. And until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.
welcome members of the Here's Johnny Society. We are excited to continue this honestly kind of fun post-show well, so It's just like a chat right now, right? Like we're yeah. not critiquing anything, I guess. Um, although I will say last week I left in a little... I, If people listened past the outro, I actually left part of this in for the non... Uh, patrons. Oh, did you as a little bit of a tease? Yeah, I just I okay. faded out a little bit, and then they get to hear a little bit of it. And All right, so not I stuff, not the meat of it though. Yeah, so. I, I actually uh, came up with this question this week. This is one okay. that I put in there. Much, I don't think you looked at it, 